all right and we are back here on the show and it's time to move on to the next topic as we are going to stay in the nfl here and we're going to talk about colin kaepernick now colin kaepernick wrote a letter to the new york jets j cole released the letter on social media and posted it for everybody to see i got to read it you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people got to read it now the question that we have is Colin Kaepernick's letter to the Jets requesting to be signed to the practice card makes him a sellout? Or it's a sellout move, should I say? Um, whoever is a, if you want to start us off, by all means. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Colin Kaepernick for quite some time. Um, you know, on the show, uh, we talked about a lot of different situations with him, but it's the man's looking for a job. I mean, I it's it's you know you can only live off of the 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 moments that everyone you know the movement and everything that he stood for and you know you can only stand on that for so long because you know those checks start running out your bills stay higher like you're not making that money and you got to get a job and i I don't want Hmm. it's tough it's tough to to say if it's a sellout move or not because the man plays football he was an nfl quarterback he was on he was on a team that was thriving and he was one of the one at one point one of the main proponents of them thriving and you know the way he went out was terrible horrible and you know it was definitely injustice from everybody on all on, you know and they they they, they did him foul they took they took out 7 years of his career and and it's it's disgusting you know i think you know he deserves a spot on a team i do not because of what he lacks or anything of that nature, but it's because he's owed that he's owed that, that, that retribution, you know, because of what they did to him, what owners did to him. Um, you know, I don't know if he can still play. It's been seven years. The, the league has changed dramatically in the last seven seasons. I don't know if he can still play, but he should at least give the opportunity to work out with a team. At least that give him an opportunity to work out with the team and see if he's still able to be that quarterback. Because when you look at the quarterback situations all around the league, it, not every, not you know, not there's a team out there. You talking about Josh Dobbs could start, you know, Kyle Kaepernick could get a practice squad if Josh Dobbs is starting. You know what I mean? So like, I think, you know, is it a sellout move? Oh, uh, I guess because that letter, that that writing a letter is kind of crazy. I ain't gonna lie, writing a letter. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so, I'll say yes. Just, it, but it's tough. Like I said, I, it, but I'll say yes. It's Come on, look, yeah. um. If you want me to go, yeah, I go, I okay. jump in. I jump in. All right, go ahead, jump in. I'll save the you know the good for last, the best yeah, for last. For I'm last bring it. I'm I already know your, your angle is different, you know. I, I got it. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna keep it simple. Um, it's complex. Uh, calling him a sellout for what he sacrificed is difficult, right? That's what Zay is having difficulty at trying to explain. The man sacrificed his entire career, and now because he's looking to gain something from a personal perspective and not looking at the big picture, now we call him a sellout, right? Because now he doing something from a selfish perspective. This is something that he wanted to do. And people got to understand he's an athlete and he's got passion for it, right? Passion thrives and push a lot of things inside of your body when you're passionate about something. He's passionate about playing football. He's passionate about playing in the NFL. And even though he battled the NFL and sued the NFL and things of this nature, He's still passionate about competing against the players in the NFL. That's passion. So from a selfish perspective, he's looking to play. 
I don't think it's to earn money because I think he can write a book tomorrow and make money. I think he can do interviews tomorrow and make money, right? If he really wanted to, he can go on a tour, interviews, and start making a lot of money. It's not necessarily the money aspect of it. I think, believe it, it's the passion. Right before you get to that age of you know you can't do it, right before you get to that age, you want to make sure that it's out of your system. Why did Jordan come back at the age 39? I want to get it out of the system. Passion drove him to come back. Not him saying, I'm going to win mad championships to come back at the age 39, but passion. Kaepernick is a passionate athlete. I'm not going to call him a sellout here because in the passion of being something that you want to do yourself, that is have to take a level of selfishness. But he has shown an incredible amount of selflessness by sacrificing his career in the heat of one of the biggest entities in this country, and that is the NFL. We're talking about 32 billionaires, and he's in the eye of that storm. So he sacrificed himself for that. So now he's doing something selfish and want to show his passion. I'm not going to call it a sellout, right? I just can't. Now, it's complex. Some people might look at it as a sellout. And I'm not going to go and demonize nobody who feels that way. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, you're bugging out. I'm just going to say that's your opinion. I'm going to let it go by the wayside. I just understand passion. Right before you lose your athletic ability, he's dealing with that issue from a psychological perspective. And I think we need to respect that. Yeah. So, you know, it is a very complex topic here. And listen, man, this was actually when Colin Kaepernick took that knee, it was 2016. And when I first started doing this, like when I first like experimented with having my own talk show when I was up in college, it was 2017. So I kind of was at the meet of all this. And this was definitely the topic of conversation for me at that very time. And I always back Colin Kaepernick. I always, you know, was like, listen, man, like he needs to be on a roster. What happened is a travesty to not only America, but the black community. In, in, in particular, I always thought that the NFL kind of threw up the middle finger at the black community in a way by saying, F you, we don't care. However, the reason why I'm going to have to call this a sellout move. Now, you can interpret what a sellout move is. Does it define you as being a sellout? That's your opinion. Right. I'm just going to call it what a move is. Right. Um, right. I made a sellout move a lot of times in my life. Right. When I, you know, went to a PWI instead of going to uh, HBCU. That's because of the finances. Right. That, that could have been known as a sellout move. Leo. Yeah, right. I get it. But I graduated and it is what it is. I can't take that right. back. So, yeah. Right. We can define stuff. Sellout moves. I understand we had that conversation with Deion Sanders, him leaving a HBCU to go to Colorado. Right, right. Colorado's killing it right now, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I believe it's a sellout move. And if I was to watch Colorado every week and I call that a sellout move, what that makes me. So I don't. But anyway, mm, mm. back to this conversation yeah. about being, you know, Colin Kaepernick and why this is a sellout move is one reason only, right? He called football slavery. He drew that comparison in that Netflix mm. documentary. Literally. Comparing football to slavery. Now, if that never happened, then no, this is not a sellout move because you never painted that picture of football being slavery out there. Okay, so if it was like, you know, six years later, I still have the urge to play the game. I know I can play the game. Then fine. You have every right to want to play the game. But when you compare the NFL to slavery, what you're implying to me is that you're willing to get back into slavery. That's what it implies to me. So. If you take that comparison and you use that to, for example, it's a disrespect to slaves in a way, too, Put, because slaves didn't have a, that's where I was going. 
slaves didn't have an option, right? right? They they right. were shackled in chains. They didn't have an option to be like, ah, right, you can go, you could go to another slave master and, and and do something for that guy and, and all that. They had no contracts. They wasn't getting no money, so they wouldn't voluntarily write a letter to Massa to say, I want to be a slave again. What slave you know doing that? That might be the coolest person you ever knew if a slave did that. So because he drew that comparison, you cannot do that. That 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 really is a slap in the face. And I am a Kyle Kaepernick guy, but I'm real little. And I'm a call a spade a spade. And it is what it is. I fight with family members all the time because I run my mouth a lot. But it is what it is. I got a call a spade a spade. And I think for me, another thing too is, is that we know that the owners colluded against him. That's clear and obvious. That's why he's not back in the league because they colluded to keep him out of the league, right? And on top of that, not only did Roger Goodell and Jay-Z did that partnership deal, that entertainment contract deal, but they used what he did as a way to make the NFL even better. The NFL found profit instead of listening to the message. So when Black Lives Matter wasn't popular back then and now became this you know, money-making, generated, you know, movement that's all about money, the NFL was like, okay, we can use that to market and make more money. The NFL only thought about money. So you think that the NFL had to do a deal with Jay-Z? They had Prince perform at the halftime show. They had Michael Jackson, I believe, perform at the halftime show. Justin Timberlake, they didn't need no DAC on Jay-Z. Why did they did the partnership with Jay-Z? Because he was a black face. That was optics. That was an optics show right there. We moved past the kneeling. You know, we moved past the kneeling. Bro, that meeting had nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick, but his name was brought up because the NFL took something from that. So we have to realize, and I'm going to end off here with my first lap because I do got another lap, but I'm going to save it. The NFL took what they needed out of that Colin Kaepernick situation. They found a way to make profit off of it. Colin Kaepernick found a way to make profit off of it when he did that Nike commercial. So both parties got what they got out of that situation that was very unfortunate. Now it's time for both parties to move on. Clear. Uh, get it, you want to get jumping in? Oh, I mean, I it's like I said, it's difficult because like, like I said before, like we talk everything that Colin Kaepernick said, right? You know, he it was damning, damning to say, especially when you go back to you want to go back to that organization, go back into that system where you were stating that it was like slavery, and then you know it put the it was. Everything he said was not like incorrect. Like he didn't say anything off of like factual whatever. He's like off of feeling. Like everything that he felt was pushed into that documentary. And you know, like I said, you profited off it and everything of that nature. But now to go back into the league, to say all of that, to say all that, then go back into the league, it, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy look. But we right. talking about as a talent, as a, as Colin Kaepernick, the talent of of a quarterback that he was. It's like, how can he not be on a football team is the question, you know, but we all know why, you know, it, and right. even if the NFL doesn't want to say it, even if they, they don't want to say, you know, they don't want to admit, admit to it. You know, he was blackmailed. I mean, blackballed out the league. And right. it, it's, it's unfortunate that that happened to him. And, but you know, Colin Kaepernick said everything he already said. Right. And then to say all of that, and then to be like, all right, I want to go back. To, I want to come on to come play football again. It's that's that's where things is like, bro. Yeah, I mean, Zay, you know, it's like you're trying to walk this thin line of trying to balance the move and balance what Colin Kaepernick did a couple years ago and trying not to really call a spade a spade. So now you're backing yourself in a corner because everything you just said in that second lap actually in lines with what I'm saying. But right. you just don't want to call it that. Right. I just right. got to call it what it is. Right. Let me. Let you me know what I'm saying? Let me, let me like, 
real quickly, because I do I do want to yeah, add yeah, this yeah, point yeah, real yeah, quickly, yeah. right? Because realistically, let's be real. The Jets would rather lose every single game on the schedule with Zach Wilson before they call up Colin Kaepernick to be on the practice squad. Okay, they would rather do that respectfully, and that's because that's the league, right? But there's a lot of factors that go into that because I thought about this last night, and I'm going to answer my own question. We know that Black Lives Matter is a trend now. So one could argue, one could ask, why isn't Kyler Kaepernick back in the league where he got blackballed for that one reason for kneeling, and now it's okay to kneel? They encourage you to nail. So why can't he come back? Well, that's where we get to the football aspect and be like, yo, it was six years ago, the last time you played. So even though I do believe he was definitely colluded against, and that's evident. I mean, Stevie Wonder knows that they colluded. The owners colluded against him because it wasn't popular. They didn't want this negative, you know, um, media covering, you know, and, and taking away from the game. And they just wanted him out of there. And they didn't believe in his politics. Be real. You have a lot of racist owners in the NFL. Okay. And they on the low. But now it's more popular. Why isn't he back? Because he didn't play six years. Think about how bad Deshaun Watson looked by missing two years of football. You think Colin Kaepernick could come back six years later and ride on a donkey and lead the Jets to the promised land? It's not happening. Not, it's it really not. So that question of why isn't he back in the league should be dead. Okay? Because we know the real reason why he wasn't and why he can't be now is football related. That part, that last part you just said, cousin, is totally fair. Um, Deshaun Watson was at a higher level than Colin Kaepernick before yeah, he missed two years. And then when he came back, clearly he's still trying to find himself, just to be fair. But I, I, I want to talk, touch on this part, the, the slavery part, where Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick said that uh, the NFL is like the institution is like a slavery institution. Nobody walking on the face of earth right now know what it is to be a slave. Okay. They don't know how it feel. Don't know, and they can read. They can watch it. Nobody knows how it felt. Nobody right now. Nobody living today knows how it feels. Okay, so for him to even put that statement out there, it was it coming. And this, I'm not calling him ignorant, but it was coming from an ignorant place. You don't know, so you think it was something good to say, almost a hot take, or almost like, well, that's up. You don't know how slavery feels. So how could you even even put the two together? Now, just to be fair and clear, NFL, like you said, you're paid. You don't have you got you got a choice. You could go work somewhere else if you want to, etc. But just be fair, when you work in the NFL or you are employed by the NFL, you're living amongst the top 10% of the world. Slavery wasn't the top 10% of the world. Are you kidding me? That's an insult to even put the two together. Okay. The harsh conditions that they was living under, which I know nothing about. Okay. The harsh conditions of one they live but the stories are still coming out to this day. And we can't put those two together. So when he put that together, I didn't take it for its full value. I just said that was an ignorant statement and I left it alone. I isolated that statement and pushed it aside. You, you follow me? Like, I, how could I take that seriously? How could I even take that seriously? You know what I mean? I couldn't take that seriously. That was too ignorant for me. So I just pushed it aside because that makes no sense. And you don't know what it is to be a slave. So that was pushed aside. So I really wanted to address that because I just felt like we, I don't want to hold them to that ignorance. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, I it, just it feel was, like when you write in that letter, after no, you did that, cousin, like I was getting if it. you did it like that and you left it like that, I don't really have a problem with it the way you do. Cause and I'm going to explain why it's not about that part of comparing, you know, slavery and, and you getting paid. It wasn't about that. Like, I I see where you're going, and that's a fair yeah. argument to look at it, but I wasn't looking at it at that angle. I'm looking at it as if you left it like that, 
and you was done with the NFL after that, fine. But you wrote a letter. Not only, you know, writing a letter and what that, you know, certain things that you do is very, how can I say it? It's very, like, you know, monumental. Like, when you sign your name, you know, with a certain pen color, it means more than any other. Like, people don't know that. So, like, certain things you do is symbolic. So, writing a letter is symbolic. So, writing a letter to be on a practice squad after you just posted that clip, you know, I'm iffy about it. That's what a sellout move no, comes I, from. I want to say this part, cousin. Just to be fair, him writing that letter wasn't a, a dignified thing to do. You know why? Because you knew you had no chance, right? Like, that's like me saying I want to run for president. Like, I have no shot to become the president right now. You understand what I'm saying? Why would I want to come out and say, and I, you might think I'm crazy. Yo, I'm, no, dude, you have no chance. He had no chance to make an NFL roster, practice squad or what have you. Him writing that letter, I agree to that point. Why would you even do that? Why would you stoop that's, that low? Why that's would what you I'm that? saying. It kind of was a, a defeated, a defeated Colin Kaepernick. That right. that kind of I'm, I'm not trying to throw certain words out there because people right, may take you. that, but it's like a desperation hail mary. Yeah, move. it was a move out of desperation. Yeah, like he, 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 so he many, like for me, like trying to do this podcasting, right? Like I've been reaching out to certain people in media, you know, for the last couple of years, since I was in college, reaching out to people. And I had right. never gotten that low to write a letter to somebody. And I never will, quite mm-hmm. frankly. You'll never catch me writing a letter mm-hmm. to Shannon Sharp or any of those guys, you know? Right. You just won't right. never catch me writing a letter. Listen, I had to be on my deathbed for me to write a letter to, you know, even, <laughs> you know, go that low and scoop nah, that, that makes, low. No, I'm just not doing it. Cousin, from that little perspective right there, I'm going to be honest with you, from that perspective right there, you write. I see it now. I see you, you You just painted a nice little picture. Why would you write the letter, though? You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. another thing, too, like, I, I will say you. this just to be fair, right? Because it's not a one-sided thing. I'm not really trying to be on one side here. I want to be fair as well. Now, if you go back to that clip, and Zay or anybody watching this show, I'm not sure if you saw that clip in his Netflix documentary. That was a good documentary, by the way. It's like a biopic kind of um, biopic series. That's what it was. And it was a very good um series, yeah, by the nice way. Story. I enjoyed that. Now, when you go back to that clip of the slavery and the chains and the shackles and all that, I think a lot of it, too, he kind of directed towards the draft process of getting into the NFL where they scout your physical attributes. They measure you, your height, how much you weigh and all that, because we have to realize in the NFL, physical attributes is a big part of, you know, the process of getting into the league. That whole thing. You know, you think about. Kyler Murray and how he was, you know, ostracized by the media because of his height. Same thing with Bryce Young. He's too small. You know, the, so a lot of people look at the physical attributes as well. So maybe the slavery was more directed to the draft process of everything where you have these, you know, guys that measure you, the scouting combine. They they take notes. You went a 4-3. Right. You jumped this high. And all right. that. Maybe that part of it, he was trying to be direct with it. But right. still, to paint that bad picture, choice of words, though. Bad choice of words. it's a bad choice of words. When you do stuff like that, you really got to be transparent. Yeah, yeah, that was bad choice of words, though. That was bad choice of words. So, yeah, um, I'm yeah. pretty much done. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'm not sure if you have any more, but if we want to move on, we can move on. Next next time, right. we'll do it. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.